0: Enterprise Management 360, your main source for tech news, analysis, podcasts, and videos for the enterprise. Hello and welcome to the EM360 podcast, where we have a weekly conversation with people who are impacting the enterprise tech landscape. My name is Matt Harris, editor here at EM360 and your host on today's show. Make sure you stay up to date with all of our latest episodes by subscribing to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you go for your podcast needs. In today's episode, I'm joined by Ara Reintam, COO at Cybexa Technologies, and we're here to talk about what a cyber-secure smart city would look like. Ara, welcome to the show.
1: Hi, hi, from my side as well. It's a great pleasure to be here with you today.
0: Yeah, thank you so much for taking the time today, Ara. Could you just explain to our listeners a little bit about who you are and what you do?
1: Yeah, of course, um, gladly. So my name is Aare Reintam. Um, I'm from Estonia and I've been in the cybersecurity business for uh, more than 16 years already. It's not long, but it's um, quite a long um, period being in the cybersecurity field. And I used to work in NATO Cyber, cyber Defense Center of Excellence here in Tallinn, building up dedicated wargaming simulations uh, for for NATO countries from military perspective how to defend, how to attack, what to build up, how different systems are working together and so forth. And uh, then I joined CyberXL Technologies and uh, we do the same thing here um, as we did in in the military environment. We are building up dedicated uh, simulations and digital twins of uh, systems, cities, uh, environments and we play out defending those uh, systems and we also do offensive side so what what it means is that we actually attack to be better um, able to defend the systems in 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 the same way so this is what uh, what we do and uh, who i am
0: excellent all right and and we're, we're here today to talk a little bit about smart cities um and I know we want to go into the security side of it, but I wanted to first kind of ask you: What does an insecure smart city look like, and why would the disruption of city services be so damaging?
1: Mm-hmm. So that's a good question. And an insecure a smart city would uh, look like uh, like a chaos so when you uh, wake up in the morning um, you want to go to the traffic the traffic uh, jams everywhere the information flow is poor between different systems for example you don't know where is the traffic jams how you know the traffic is running where to push the, uh, the heating where to push the water how to clean it there are dedicated let's say, environments uh, placed that you can see how many people are entering a dedicated environment then you know you know to lighten up lights uh, close down the lights in the peak uh, governmental buildings you go in they have a headcount going on from how many people going in then the ac uh, will start working you know stronger and so forth so if you don't have all these kind of things uh, ready and millions of systems are talking to each other in an insecure way, way then you can push dedicated packets and messages to the systems that they will start working wrongly or just randomly. And if we don't understand that, why is that happening? Then I can guarantee to you that we will be affected not only by quality, but also from uh, from actually from our well-being. That it will be a miserable life or, or day or weeks if if we would uh, be living in a insecure smart city environment.
0: Mm yeah so with that being said what what would you say is the the key to the key solution to ensuring smart cities are cyber safe and um, and what does a smart city truly entail from a digital perspective
1: yes so um if we are looking what a smart city is then the smart city is uh thousands of systems speaking with each other, sending different data um, from one agent to another and talking that this is the situation from my side. uh, Please take this information in and make modifications from from your side to actually make it better. So for example, if we know that evening is coming, then different systems are sending to each other packages saying that, okay, the lights uh, must be turned on in this environment. Uh, Now all the crosswalkings where the uh, pedestrians are going over, you you have to put, you know, the LEDs uh, to run more smoother and more brighter. So um, these are, let's say, the systems um, or or the environment that we're talking about. And when we're talking about the smart city, then uh, we have to keep in mind that all these systems that we have deployed, the perimeter security, the traffic lights, the the noise measurements, um, you know, how people are entering the city, going out from there. So all these kind of systems, they are talking to each other without any human interface, literally any. And then um, what we need to take into account is that all these kind of systems that we deploy are legacy. So when we deploy a dedicated traffic, let's say, um, traffic light system in our cities, then they have to work 10 years in a row and can you imagine a situation that a 10 years ago system that was deployed in the environment now put into the internet? Then what is the you know uh, possibilities to attack it? What kind of uh, communication means it um, it uses? Does it have any encryption in place? Most probably not. And if you know these kinds of things and it's put into the internet that uh, you can reach it and send, you know, packets towards it, then it means that you are able to m- modify and do things that the system should not do.
0: Mm, and, and are there any particular ways in which um, cybercriminals will look to exploit smart city technologies and how can we sort of uh, prevent and mitigate those risks?
1: Yes. So uh, this is also a very good topic. And now, um, if we, you know, imagine, let's say, a regular business environment where we are, are all working, how many IT gear and systems we use on a daily basis? Then the amount is unbelievable. So we have, you know, laptops, mobile phones, tablets, uh, TVs. Uh, we have, you know, systems where we are logging in, you know, different systems, social media, and so forth. So how many systems we have in place that we are using on a daily basis? And now if we are looking it from the company perspective or um, or where we are working then already in the company itself we have breaches so what it means is that our security departments are not able to secure already this environment where we are working on and now if we you know look it in a you know wider perspective from that angle that now we are going you know and put thousands of different systems into one Environment talking to each other, then uh, this is uh, let 's say a mess. It is unbelievable mess. Who is the owner of that and now uh, let 's put another layer on it. So all these kinds of systems that are, th- that are talking to each other, who are the vendors who uh, who has let's say deployed them? We have to look the application security we have to look the, uh, from the physical security point of view, how they have deployed it, how they are communicating each other are they able only to receive information or they are sending information. Uh, If one system goes rogue in the whole environment and we have full trust built between all the systems, then it means that one crazy little device can send, let's say, malicious packets to all of the other uh, systems in the environment. And now if we take this into consideration, then we understand that only one small mistake, one vendor who has not, you know, put security emphasis on the tools and and the soft that they have written, that can cause unbelievable amount of damage uh, in in the environment.
0: Mm, And I I think it's fair to say that smart cities are going to be very highly sophisticated things, more sophisticated than we've kind of seen before. Um, So a, a cyber criminal was going to have just Uh, are they going to be just as sophisticated in their approach? So, um,
1: again, from the offensive side or the cyber criminals, it doesn't even have to be a cyber criminal because one thing is cyber criminals, what do they want? They want money, yeah? So uh, what you can do is that you can ransomware, uh, you know, um, product owner or then the uh, city itself to pay ransom. Otherwise, I will do something or, or, you know, shut down the systems uh, or something like that. But putting it into different aspect is that uh, it doesn't have to be a criminal it can be also a state-sponsored actor so for example if we want to change the, or create chaos in the environment then i don't have to be only a criminal for money but i can do it also for political reasons for example if there is a i don't know election day uh, coming and i want to create the chaos and make sure that not all people are going to the you know, election facilities and, um, you know, mess up the traffic in- information or, you know, put the sirens on that there will be a huge hur- hurricane coming or something like that, then the people will stay at home. They will not leave. They will not, you know, elect. And, and these kind of things can also be taken into into consideration. The more we are dependent from IT and the more we are growing to the information technology society where we are, the more impacts we can create with uh, with um, with this kind of attacks.
0: Yeah, I think I think that's a really important point to make, and it kind of leads into my final question for you today, Ara. Which is, are we moving towards a sphere where preemption trumps prevention?
1: That's a good question. You can answer it both ways, yes and no. But the point here is still that prevention all more, always uh, must, be, uh, must be in place and we need to, let's say, train and, uh, and build uh, these kind of environments, test them out in controlled environments, conduct interoperability tests and test them out from security point of view. And if we are able to do these kind of things, then uh, at least we are aware of what kind of attacks and um, and impacts might they cause. So this... This is the way, uh, let's say, um, to look at it. And here we also, um, what we are doing on a daily basis is that we, by the way, build up this kind of, let's say, different sensors, smart city uh, systems in, in our cyber range. And we try to, for example, look from this perspective is that if we are taking in a 5G solution, that how many, you know, how that systems will connect to 5G core network, uh, what kind of uh, new transmission threats there, there are and exist. What are the, you know, um, threats in the 4G, 3G or 2G environments? Uh, so we are looking, you know, from this perspective, all these kind of things. And what is also important to understand is that we need to understand how the systems are, you know, interoperable between each other. So one thing is that you have the functionality, but if you put it into the ecosystem that has to, you know, talk with thousands of different uh, systems, then what is the main core, let's say messaging uh, way, how we are doing it, how we communicate with each other. And, and these, let's say it it is a fascinating thing. And I know that uh, cities are, you know, putting no more emphasis onto it and th- I'm just bringing you one example when I'm traveling here in Estonia and uh, we consider ourselves uh, quite, you know, uh, IT savvy people here and we have dedicated regions and dedicated parts of the city that are building up new technologies in the city environment and testing them out in, uh, in, in these kinds of things. And what I have seen is that there are bits and pieces here and there. But if you put them together, then how they will actually operate. So what we are looking is that we need to ensure the cyber resilience in these kind of environments. And how you can do that is that you can always, you need to test the environment from cybersecurity point of view, from um, uh, operational uh, point of view, and also from the interoperability point of view. That if you put all these kinds of things together, test it in the controlled environment, and then you will put it into the uh, you know, operational live environment, then at least you can ensure that you have some kind of um, mitigation means in place and you're able to detect it. So the most crucial part, by the way, is that you have to detect it. And you know what is the most crucial attack against these kind of environments is that not shutting it down, but actually manipulating with the data. So if you manipulate the data, then this is the core, and that's the hardest part actually to detect. And also after that, if you're very, very smart person, uh, you have to be to actually make it
0: back to an operational environment eye-opening stuff there Ari. thank you thank you so much for joining our podcast today it was really really great to get your opinion on the topic yeah thanks no to, and thank you to everyone listening as well we hope you took a lot away from today's podcast but for further information on what we talked about please head on over to cybexer.com we'll be back next week with another episode in our podcast series but until then make sure you subscribe to this podcast on all major platforms Follow the conversation on our socials at EM360 Tech on Twitter and LinkedIn. And for more great daily content, please head on over to em360tech.com.